What's up, everybody? I'm Dr. Peter Bolden. And I'm Dr. Craig Spodek, and you're listening to the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. Simply the best podcast in dentistry designed to help you maximize your practice and your life through four pillars of success. Leadership, team culture, marketing, and financial freedom, and everything in between. Now, let's get to it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. I am your host and co-host, Peter Bolden. And we'll have today I have Craig in his office with a sweet Bulletproof Practice sign behind him. Thanks to our uh, Director of Operations, Nick. Nick got that made for you, right, Craig? Yeah, I saw he had a sign in his office. I'm like, bro, can you hook me up? I tasked him. You, you thought did. that was funny that I tasked him. Did. I'm like, dude, can you hook me up? You're, you are great at tasking folks. You're yeah. great. Thank you're, you. You're a great visionary finger pointer. Mm, Do this. Thank you. Do this. You get jealous because I have a rhinoceros behind me, don't don't you? Well, yeah, you're at home. I mean, it's easier to have a rhinoceros at your house than a rhinoceros at your All right, so I have something to say. I have an apology, a public apology to you. Public apology? Mm -hmm. Wow, I'm surprised. Surprised that I know how to apologize or that it's public? Uh, Actually, both. I don't. I'm not the best apologizer. Ask my wife. No, I think this might be the first apology. Oh, no, no, it's not. This is the second one. The second one was on stage when I, when I, when I stole AD, when I stole ADS books. Oh no! Then you had three apologies because remember you pissed all over that vision topic I had with the video oh, that I did yeah. at the summit. And was yeah, and that was like the best part of summit 2020. Yeah. And I, I was like, this is horrible. As we're prepping, all right, so Craig, look, I'm. Not- you actually said something really nice when we got off stage. I'm going to out you on that too. You said, man. You're like a freaking beautiful human being. That was so awesome that you said that to me, Matt. Really? That was that was one of the nicest things that anybody's ever said to me. So because it was um, true, it was genuine. Yeah, that right? was awesome. And, I almost, and just for uh, the background, I did this. I was uh, like, I had like a little video I was going to play and talk about like what's a leader, what's a vision, what's a you know. And I had it in my head. And Peter and I are different when we're on stage. And like, I just got to get in my head, my heart about what I want to say. And Pete likes to have a very like clear set of points that he wants to communicate. And I just didn't have exactly what I want to say, but I knew the intent and I just riffed it. And it came out really good. Thank God, because had it not you, that that would have been. The well, it's interesting. The more I get to know, you know, the more of our friendship evolves, the more I realize like how different we are. And that actually is the gravitational pull because I actually said that on a call today with a, with a guy who was talking about our businesses and he's spoken to you too. And I said, look, we are so different, but we are so complimentary because yeah. it's just like literally our skill sets are completely different. Anyway, my apology is such. I wanted to go with a different format for the podcast, right? I was trying to go with the barstool sports quick thing of like, you know, 10 minutes, everyone knows the rules. I was trying to be kitschy, kitsy, kitschy. I've learned that word recently. Not. It means Just being cute. too cute. I was trying to be too cute, oh, okay, cute. and say, keep it under 10 minutes. And and I will say there is, so that did not go over well with our community. Um, we got a couple emails saying that this new format sucks because it was going to be a new format. <laughs> I saw that. And, we got a Google review. And or a, a, no, a uh, review from Sco, Sco, Sco is his name. S-C-O underscore S-C-O underscore S-C-O. So Sco, if you're listening to this, heard you loud and clear. It was a gut punch. Um. And can you please go back and fix that one-star review? I don't think that was fair. I heard you loud and clear, but Craig, read it out loud. It I don't have like, it. Uh, well, it was like it. basically keep your shit for keep the keep your your tent. This is worthless. Keep your shit for for 
for uh, Instagram and whatever at 10 minutes. Like it's pointless. Like it was like literally a gut punch harsh. So I hear well, you we did at, we did ask for feedback. Yeah, I, not, I was thinking, like, yeah, it's like, like crushing. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. well, it's just like asking your patient, like, hey, uh, you have any feedback for me? Oh, not really. If you ever do, yeah, just let me know. The and then they put it on dentist. Then they right? put it, yeah, world's worst <laughs> on Yelp. Well, you know, you didn't give me that. You used to have hot towels. You know, your cleanings. You took that away. Well, could you just tell me? I get your hot towel. We still have it. And I want to let I want to let Sco know. Like, I will be be sure to refund your money for that podcast. Um, oh wait. Uh, oh come on, Pete! I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's all good. It is all good. Kidding? All good. I'm just kidding. Joke. Right? I know, all right. I know. So that's my public apology. You were right. Your gut said, "Pete, I don't like this format." And I said, "Dude, trust me. Trust yeah. me." And I was wrong. So anyway, let's get into our topic today because I think what resonated with me about the ten minutes is that you know me. I like to get to it. I like to get to the meat of it. I like to be pithy. I, I tell my team, I was like, "Just talk to me in bullet points. I don't have time for all this fluff in the email. Just hit me with bullet points." So. We are coming out, Craig. We're post-COVID. We are back. We are rolling. We are feeling good. Let's talk about fun shit. And please do not talk about freaking COVID anymore. I'm not yeah, saying no, you will. I'm, I'm saying I'm so effing tired of this, of this theme. So we are not even going to address it today. But we're going to talk about fun shit and cool shit and legendary shit. And the biggest legend we all know is sports. MJ. MJ. So what is going on? I was, on, I was recently jumped into the last dance. And Craig said he really wanted to talk about this today, which I said, okay, well, what's it going to be like? How's, how's this going to help people in their day to day, right? Is this, is this timely meaning dentists are turning the lights back on in their operations and stuff like that. And he said, yes, it is because like, this is all just, this is a chapter in the, in, in your last dance, right? So last dance is a 10 series thing on ESPN. If you guys don't know, it's about Michael Jordan and, and his, and his bumps and bruises as well as his highlights. And just, you know, he is a goat. He is the greatest of all time without yeah. fail. I've only gotten through three, but I can remember just thinking all night long about the poster that was on my wall of him in the air holding it like this and literally jumping from the free throw line, right? And like doing anything I could do to save up to get the Michael Jordan sneakers for basketball, right? The MJ, the, the, uh, the new kicks. Yeah, the Air Jordans, yeah. yeah it, 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 it brought me back. I had forgotten how, how infatuated I was with him, right? And well, he, he, shaped, he shaped American culture. He is, he, really he literally, th there was a shift in um, global culture because this man existed. Uh, and it's, I think it's just an interesting thing when you look at it and, and here we are and I'm, I'm on Facebook probably more than I should be, you know, so I'm always kind of reporting back to Pete, like, Hey Pete, this is going on. It's like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? That can't be going on. I'm like, no, I'm, it's going on. Like I'm showing him the screenshots of videos and posts and things that are people like kind of breaking down. And well, you're talking about in the context of dentistry and there's like, yeah, in dentistry, in dentistry. You know, in dentistry. This, so these wars going on internally of podcast people. I'm looking, it's hilarious. well, not even just that it's, it's more about like hygienist this, versus dentist. Like yeah, on Facebook. it's a very, it's a very divisive, dark time for people, and they're making it that way. They're actually um, contracting versus expanding through this process. Mm. And uh, granted, we all had a reset, and we're not talking about you know the actual virus and all that stuff and PPE and the, the war about how much PPE you can pack on your body and stuff like that. I'm just talking about what, what do human beings do when they face adversity? And it's really easy as human beings to give massive amounts of um, or devalue the people that are shining through uh, challenge. So there's these dentists that are expanding and doing great through this challenge. Um, it's great when I say it's doing as best as they can and kind of, you know, pushing forward. And 
you have two choices. You can say, well, you know, uh, of course he's doing great. He practices in Chicago or whatever, or he practices in Miami. It's going to be really easy there. And looking at the Michael Jordan docuseries for me, I always knew what a massive, you know, just what a, you know, what an amazing human being, an epic human being. Like, you know, I heard uh, Kevin Hart refer to him as an alien. Mm-hmm. He's just not of this world. He's so, um, so special, so gifted in so many different ways. But then pulling back the wool and seeing, you know, behind the whole thing and seeing how hard he had to work. And imagine like telling your teammates, you know, Scotty Pippen and people who are goats in their own right to like, do your fucking job, man. Like, mm-hmm. you know, step up. We're here to win. Like we talk about like, how do we manage our team? There's a hierarchy. You're the dentist you may work with another dentist or two or three or whatever, but by and large, you work with people, you are the chosen leader. And it's funny. He was the talent and the coach meaning, right. And that's very similar to dentists. We need a lot of the, most of the income is predicated on how talent. Well, yeah. Well, the dentist is the talent in the office. Let's talk a single practitioner practice. Right. But also has to be the coach and the quarterback in a lot of scenarios as well. Uh, I know I just, I know I just conflated too. No, but it's true. Sports, it's true because he, he's goal, the, where he the Phil Jackson and the Michael Jordans is what I'm trying to say. Right. So he didn't get, and I, and you know, I'm, I'm stepping into dangerous territory here, Pete, because you know, I'm sports illiterate and mm-hmm. to get me to watch through that um, docuseries, I've only, I didn't watch it all yet, but I'm just loving it because it's fascinating to me, even not as a sports fan um, to think of, he did not, he did not care about getting, you know, best player, you know, MVP, although he did get the MVP so many times, his mm-hmm. whole goal, his DNA was made to win. So his goal, his, his values and alignment was just to win. And that that's where he had to get all over all the other players. And these guys are in the fucking NBA. It's not like they're like, you know, pick up players. So, so imagine the, the sweaty back conversations he had to have with like these really high level players, like, man, what is up with you? You're in your head. Come on, let's get this back. Come mm-hmm. on. And people, his teammates were scared of him. They feared him. Well, they, they were, said that they gave him, you know, he had the chops because they, everyone recognized he was just playing at a different level. Right. And so he was able to come in and he, and honestly he came in hard because of love, meaning that he painted the mission. It wasn't like, Hey, do as good as me. It was, Hey, let's win this shit. And everyone adopted his vision and they didn't get butt hurt, Craig. They did not get butt hurt by him yelling at them because they knew that it came from a place of betterment of the team and the the organization. His whole goal was to win. I want to win. We got to win. We're here to win. So So here's how you talked me into talking about this. Cause you know, I don't like fluffy stuff on pod. You know, I like tactical, blah, blah, blah. And meaning this being the podcast and you said something that's like, look, what is your, you know, as, as dentists, as we're looking back, you know, and some dentists have opted, a lot of dentists, well, at retirement age have opted to kind of close after this. A lot right? of dentists, unfortunately, Pete, not at retirement age have opted to close. Well, like, okay, but so what do you want, you know, if we look at our, our own lives, right? And we're taking the basketball analogy and like, we all have a story. Yes, granted, it might not be on ESPN, but what is this chapter going to look like in your last dance? What is, you know, as you reflect back, are you happy, proud, sad of this? And, and if it's any of those, like, great, but like, we all have another chapter. So I think it's cool to kind of, I don't know. I, you know, look, taking something as, as powerful as my, as the last dance and then extrapolating into our own lives of like things. But I was able to kind of 
put in some pieces of like, yeah, I was cut from this, you know, I was rejected from this dental school and I was, you know, and boy, I, I didn't enroll $500,000 in embezzlement. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just all these gut punches that, that, that you say like, yeah, that would have been my analog in my last dance story, but it brought me here. Right. Yeah. And not that here is the pinnacle of the mountain. I'm still climbing the damn mountain. But, like but the, 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 the point that people break off is they say, why is this shit happening to me? Why is this happening to me? And then the minute you start becoming a victim, a victim to the process, you know, Oh my God, I, You've lost. Up, I, brought, I put up a brand new building. You know, my building was meant to open on March 20th and then fucking COVID happens. I can't believe why, like of all the times I was going to do this. And the minute you start going in there, you, you start making it about yourself. Mm-hmm. And when you start making things about yourself, you cut off everyone else around you because you're too worried about yourself. And you literally cut yourself off from the energy source of that. You're supposed to take care of people. And that's what Jordan was doing. That's what the last dance is about. In many ways, that's what you and I do because we're here to make something much bigger than ourselves. So if you've got 30 people that work with you or 20 people that work with you, 10 people that work with you, look at how many people depend on that salary. Um, so it's, you got to make a mission uh, that's bigger than just you and your dental practice. If you're actually there to serve the people that work with you and to serve the people that you support, it becomes so much bigger and there's just no room for that self-dialogue anymore. So I, I look at dentistry Craig, honestly, right now. That's a, I want to, um, you know, and that, and let me just hold me that. Just, just put a pin in that because I don't want to lose right what you're now, saying. Don't yeah, write it down because what I'm thinking is the, there's a big conversation now, hygienists versus doctors, this whole thing. It's not, you know, and, and people are really mad. There's a lot of dialogue. I mean, maybe I'm getting a local minority, but there's a lot of dialogue about the freaking hygienists and this and that. And it's just like, it's super divisive. And, and then on top of it, we've got, you know, what happened to that poor man in Minneapolis. And there's so much division that's happening now where, you know, I, I saw there, there needs to be a stronger voice for the entirety. Someone that's going to step up and say, this is our ship. This is our house. Let's protect it. Like you always say, like protect. Yeah, who's, who, will, who, who will build, you know, who will protect this house, right? The old Under Armour commercial. Um, Sorry, I don't know. I, I don't know why I felt that was important, but I, I, I thought that it was just important to just point to the idea that um, when you make it about yourself, you fail on all it's unsustainable, levels of leadership. Right. It's and unsustainable. so this is what I was going to say is that something we were on a call yesterday with some, some gentlemen who are consultants and in a space of kind of out, they're not dentists outside looking in and, and the new term coming out is pandemic proof, which I kind of chuckled because I was like, that's kind of a play on bulletproof, right? We've kind of, right. But the new term in dentistry is like, is the practice pandemic? It used to be, uh, recession resistant, but now is it pandemic proof? And that kind of, I was like, whoa, we've, we're here. We're here at this new term called pandemic proof. Um, and I think, right, Craig, that's another quiver in your, in your, in your bow or quiver in your, what's, what's a quiver called when you, uh, a bu- quiver, an arrow in your quiver, sorry. An arrow in your quiver. Yeah. That, that helps you, that quiver. vision that you're just talking about that, 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 that last dance kind of story, right. And the, and the team and something, a mission bigger than you and, and being able to have hard conversations. Like these are all things that give you muscles to become pandemic proof or bulletproof. Right. Yep. Um, and it is important. And, uh, you know, and I like this, you know, and I don't love the woo woo stuff, but I, when I look at it, like I can literally envision like a, a book on my coffee table, Greg, like, a, and, and I know there will never be this book, but I'm looking at like the chapters in my career, 
right? And like, were these good memories or bad memories or hurtful or painful? And like, am I proud of it when I'm sitting and I'm 80 and I'm rocking in a chair um, or I'm 80 and kiteboarding, whatever, you know, pick which one you want to be. And like, I can see this. I can tangibly see the writings of this. Right. But I think one of the issues though, Pete, is that people just have this idea that they're not meant to have problems, that there's not meant to be challenges. And I, 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 I get so many, I, we're uncovering a lot, like through the mastermind process. We but we've talked with. about this. We've talked about this so much, like, right. Like, and you've told me so many times, like happiness is not the absence of problems, yeah. right? Happiness comes from like the, the pushing through the problems and getting to the other side and finding solutions. And yes, you and know, I think and people getting can, better quality problems. And, and right, yeah. I think people can understand that conceptually, but then along comes the, the pandemic the pandemic. And it's brand new. Everybody's just like, oh my God, I don't, they, they can't even see straight through this thing. And um, I, that I narrative is changing, right? It was, God, like, we consult so. in our mastermind and look, it was dark times for a while and we felt it. And we were, you know, even we felt it and we, we got down, you and I went back and forth, even, you know, putting on a happy face, but like we are watching the evolution and now the lights are turning back on and, and it, the, the world is changing again. It was so dark two months ago and it's bright. It's getting brighter. Right. Yeah. And my fear is in two months from now, this is going to become like the swine flu or no one freaking remembers it. Yeah. I know. Maybe not two months, but like a, a year from God, now. God willing. God willing. I, I, I hope. And maybe that, this is my own self-fulfilling prophecy, but I'm so freaking tired of these talking about this stuff. Oh, I know. I know. I, I just think that, um, you know, there might be the, the news agencies and the media learned a very valuable lesson. You know, their, their job is to get eyeballs on screens. Yeah. And um, it for the longest time, no one was watching. Yeah, no one was watching the news. And news media consumption, media consumption in general is going through the roof. So murder hornets and uh, uh, aggressive rats and all the other stuff. I is saw the funniest well. thing. I, you know, I have to interject the funniest story. So there was a news reporter in Florida coming down, right? And he's got his mask on. He's like, I can't believe all these people are not wearing masks. Not wearing. Did you see this on Twitter? Yeah, yeah. And then he, as soon as the camera stopped, he took it off? Nope, nope. Oh. So this guy's like, he's in, he's in a black mask and he's reporting. He's like, yep, everyone. And the, and the lady in the, in the studio is saying, what do they just not care about their safety or anything and blah, blah, blah. And the guy's like, yeah, I guess not. I guess everyone just wants to kill everybody kind of thing. And so this guy walks up with a cell phone. And he goes, no one's wearing, and the guy, and the reporter says something like, yep, no, look, even this guy's not wearing a mask. He goes, yeah, I'm recording this. Your cameraman's not wearing a mask. Oh, and the guy just like, literally was like, okay, cut, cut, cut. And, and you saw the camera guy on that guy's feed. And it was just hilarious. And it just went right into the narrative of like, just what you said, Greg. Like, I know, but these, these people control our emotional mm-hmm. state. I mean, if you consume this stuff enough, it's crazy. It's, it's really scary. And, and listen, we're not trying to say, that this is not a travesty. No, it's serious. And it's, it's serious, serious, but it and should be some, yes, of course. And, but, you know, like I always tell people too, imagine if cars, the first car came out, like a guy like Elon Musk comes around and we never had cars before. He's like, hey, I got this really cool invention. It's got four wheels or rubber, you know, put, you know, put gas in it, you charge it up and it drives. Then we'd, just, we'd send it through our consumer affairs federal agencies and say, is it safe? And we'd say, oh shit, 3,800 people per day will die in this thing if everyone had one. The government would say, absolutely not. There's no fucking way you can have a car. Right. We yeah. could not Stay have with cars. horses. Stay, Stay with horses. horses because you can't go that well, fast. And so it's just, it's this new normal that, you know, death is now considered cruel and unusual. Um, the fact that we, you know, and I, I just think that there's, we, we, there, there needs to be a voice to say, whether it's your team level, your community level, 
it's time to go forward and not contract through this. Yeah, have, I want to I want to say something because I'm afraid I'm gonna get hate mail. That I'm not being insensitive. It is a real thing, obviously, right? People's safety is a real concern. I don't want to say that we're being just belligerent about this because it is a real thing, and and we as a practice are taking the right precautions, et cetera, et cetera. I'm just saying I won't I won't miss it when it's gone. Is is really my, oh yeah, my, no, my I thesis, know, right? I know that, that's exactly. all. And so I'm creating this verbiage and narrative to get it out of my head as fast as possible because it became toxic in my own brain. Um. Well, then how, how are you, to, how can you help anybody if you're consumed with it? It's like the, the plane's going on and you have to put the oxygen mask on your, on your face first. You know, like how can you serve and help anybody? Because I went down my own rabbit holes of like, I didn't really have, I was down at, you know, like, what can you do? I was consuming so much data because I was so concerned about my team and my practice yeah. and my family yeah. in this. Right. And, and right. And it, and it was like, I was finding more and more if it, if it was bleeding, it was reading, I was reading it and like the scarier the shit. The more I was reading, and then I was like, "Wait a second! This is like, this is like the opposite of what I should be doing." And you almost have to like audit where you are. Like, this is not good. The the, the junk food diet that I'm feeding my brain is 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 not performing well for me. Like, shakaru. Yeah, it's it's incredible. I mean, listen, we have 7.5 billion people on this planet right now, more than we've ever had before. And we've also have the most efficient technology to disseminate information that we've ever had. So, you know, in, in, in the scheme of the human condition, I, I know there's a lot of travesties that are currently right going on right now. There's one in particular, the guy in, in Minneapolis um, that's just crushing. I couldn't sleep the whole night thinking about it was cold blooded murder. A cop murdered a guy. Right. And uh, it, was, it was legit murder. Um, no matter how what happened before, you know, it was a slow, deliberate and, and really unfortunate event. The point I'm trying to make is that humans are we're, we're a tricky species and we do some fucked up stuff constantly. But now if some guy in Bangladesh like kills his family and throws his dog off the roof, you're going to hear about it. And you're going to have this tendency to say, God, human beings are super screwed up. Right. Like that podcast I sent you. And it's just not true. The it's amplification. Just that it's always so been going data, on. So mm. much data. You know, I, I, you know, when my, I can speak to my wife, my wife's very nervous about our children going out down the street and playing and stuff like that. And I was talking to a bunch of other mothers and, and families like, yeah, I really don't let my kids ride their bikes like out of the block and around and everything like that. And I'm like, so I Googled, and I started researching, you know, that like when we were kids, Pete, childhood fatalities were like an extremely exponentially higher than they are now or abductions in the back of the milk cartons that we used to see all the time abductions were super super high per capita compared to they are now so we all feel less safe in general i'm not even talking about covid and pandemic Mm -hmm. we're just feeling less safe you know it's working media wants us to feel less safe there's certain political agendas that want us to feel less safe and and that we're helpless and hopeless and that don't worry here's a solution tied with bleach and or government i'm you're gonna be your candidate so it's so i'm gonna reel this back into the last dance right and dentistry last dance right and so like now is the time to get out of and uh, of like do not listen to the noise around you right your practice is depending get your get your get right start feeding your your brain a healthy diet of you know, maybe that's learning a marketing thing. Maybe that's creating a video. Maybe like we're talking with our masterminders about like, take this as an opportunity, take this as action, take this as an audit of your practice. Don't become the victim because if you do, I agree, you're kind of doomed. And sometimes it feels good to be like, oh, it's happening. We're all in this together, right? It's happening to everybody. Sometimes yeah, that stay does safe, feel all good. All this together. It right? doesn't, it's, well, it's powerless. I understand that, but it does feel good to, for other people to say and hear because it looks, uh, but at the end of the day, 
like you can only, you know, it's you at the helm. And so I, uh, my point is, is like, I could have used all that. I should have and could have used all that time um, that I was consuming scary stuff and data that I thought was necessary for me as a leader. I could have been, I could have been using it to do other stuff and physically check in on people and talk with people or you know what I'm saying? Like it was, it was a, I could have used that energy and it's only, you only have so much. I could use that energy in different well, it's, capacities. It's, it's not even time. Like if you go dark and you go down a rabbit hole and you start feeling, you know, scared. It's reactive less, versus well, proactive. You right? get less resourceful. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like if someone pulls a gun on you and says, you know, uh, dial this number on your phone, you won't be able to freaking work the keyboard on your phone. You know, so the stress makes you less resourceful. Yeah, so reactive versus proactive and then scarce versus abundant. And those are the two things I got reactive, right? And just waited for life to happen. And, oh shit, what's the next, what's the next wave going to come, right? And I got very scarce with, whoa, what ifs, right? What if this and what ifs? And um, so anyway, going back to the last dance, but again, I said, I didn't want to talk about this. And here we are once again, talking about it, but like, what are the skill sets that we want to put in our last dance? Right. Was it, was it, did you, did you, and let's say you're on chapter three, if you're a younger dentist or medium dentist, right? Like, what do you want to want the next chapters to look like and your ESPN highlight reel? All right. All right. We hope everyone is getting massive value from listening to this podcast. If you are, we're going to ask a couple things in return. First, Review us on iTunes. If you don't know how to do that, the easiest way is to pick up your phone, open the podcast app, click on the album art, and then scroll all the way through the episodes and you'll see review at the bottom. Go ahead and bang out the stars that we deserve. Second thing, if you haven't signed up for our text uh, list to get notified of special offers or the next summit or whatever it may be, uh, make sure to text the words bulletproof to 33777. That's 33777 and the word is bulletproof. Third thing is we've got the book, as most of you all know, but we've also got the Audible version that Dr. Spodak spent three days in studio, and it was an arduous task, and he crushed it. He really should be an an Audible book reader. And then last, if you haven't heard, uh, we've got an amazing deal with Merchant Cost Consulting, and it's for processing, and it's a check out that episode. But if you want to get hooked up with that deal, make sure to uh, go to the landing page, bulletproofdiscounts.com. That's it, everyone. Hope you're having a great day, and we'll see you soon. What is? I think even starting, you know, Jordan. I'm a bit, you know, I'm a big fan of Vision. Always, Jordan just knew um, he was going to be a champion. You know, I mean, he even at one point he taunted another player from another team and says, "Don't ever, you know, disrespect Black Jesus or something like that." He he dunked. I don't remember the exact timing, but he called himself Black Jesus. Holy smokes! What confidence, and, and what confidence not in a you know he had I confidence. That was Kanye. Black Jesus. I'm just kidding. Oh, maybe I don't know. No, Kanye's go got, ahead. Kanye's got some. Oh my God, I get, dude, I got the funniest Kanye story. So, well, wait, finish your thought. So, so anyway, so he's like, yeah, so, you know, like, you know, don't disrespect, like, like you shouldn't do that. He, Jordan would invent, invent challenges to mm. get him fired up. So he would actually say like, you know, this person disrespected me. Can't believe he did that. I'm going to, so he actually created challenges in his life to bring out the best in him. Tyson said something very similar recently too. Tyson said he's not, you know how Tyson's making a comeback? Mm-hmm. Tyson said that he's not, he doesn't like to train too hard 
Because if he starts training and hitting the heavy bag and all that, it fires up his ego and he can't stop. So it's like he doesn't want to like turn into the Hulk. So yeah, he can't. He, he bites ears and stuff. Bites ears well, off. That was out of frustration, but well, I, no, I, Tyson's he got, come. Tyson's uh, he, just, it's, it's, that's unbelievable. I've watched his videos and he is another goat and freakish. Like whatever, yeah. that's crazy. But so there was one thing going back to the visioneering of Jordan, right? And I think this this goes into the vision practices that you push on, you know in the summits and all that stuff. And on the podcast is that like he envisioned, like in one of those games where I think it was the championship game, I think it was game seven. Anyway, one of the championships, I don't have it right now, but I just remember the quote. I remember him thinking like, I envisioned the, 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 the basket being six feet wide. I couldn't miss. I just envisioned myself going through it. And you're like, he literally, he's like, I cannot fail. And he was telling himself that it wasn't the victim. They were behind whatever. And he was just on fire, like was not missing. I need to know, I need to get what, what game series this was. And I remember him saying the quote and it stuck with me in my entire life. I just envisioned the basket being it was six cents. I couldn't miss. I just couldn't miss. I couldn't miss. And, and, and it's so funny because I talked to so many people and what's that line like where I can't remember it's from a movie it's like you're so money you don't even know it you know like there's some guy it's like you're like he was trying to pep up one of his teammates or something it's like you're so money you don't even know it like meaning like I, I talk to these dentists and people and they're just like I just wish I had this I'm like you have such talent you prep teeth better than I've ever seen anyone prep teeth you're a good guy you're you you build rapport you actually have so much going for you. You should be so much more successful. But if you don't see it for yourself, no one can help you. You can hire the best coaches, the best masterminds. If you don't see it, like just like Michael Jordan couldn't have ever helped himself from being mm -hmm. successful, mm -hmm. there's certain people that can't help themselves from being unsuccessful because of their mental hygiene. The things yep. they say about themselves. I mean, if you have a, a, a thought pattern or process in your head where you're constantly putting yourself down, think about what you say. Like when someone, if you were to ever say to me, you're my friend and I'm your friend. So we, we do that. We check each other. But if you ever said to me, man, I fucking suck at this. I would, I would jump all over to you. I'd be like, Pete, would you ever say that to your friend? Would you ever say that to me? Craig, you fucking suck at this. Those are fighting mm -hmm. words. That's the end of the relationship. So why do you say that shit to yourself? How can you talk to yourself in your own you know, just mental daily dialogue of how shitty you are. And dentists are just creating so much of that. So look at how Jordan said he envisioned the basket being six feet wide. Many dentists are shooting free throws at a six foot wide basket. And they say, it's, well, it's one millimeter wide insurance and COVID and blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's not one millimeter wide. You're shooting freaking baskets into a six foot wide. It re, it's real. You can actually be really successful. And the way that they, their dialogue is, and it's unfortunately positivity and negativity are contagious. There's it, a massive amount of people going the wrong way. This was called the shrug game. It was a, uh, it was game one in the 92 finals against, against the trailblazers. And that's when he was going on the court shrugging because like he literally was not, he, Jordan was not the best free the three point shooter and he was hitting him like free throws. Right. And he was just, he just did the shrug and it's known as the shrug. Like he would walk down, look at the sidelines and shrug. Like, I don't know what's going on. But he said after the, in, in the locker room, like it, the bat, the, the basket just seems so big. Yeah. It seems so big. Anyway, that's, yeah, that's so his cool. goal. Really by the cool. way, the Kanye story was, um, so Dave Chappelle was talking about Kanye, right. And it was the first time that, so Dave Chappelle said he was hanging out with Kanye. Kanye hadn't released his first record yet. And they were all like in a studio, like all hanging out with Kanye and, and Dave Chappelle and 
who knows, maybe Chris Rock or some other super famous uh, African-American celebrity. And Kanye gets a call. He was just a kid. He didn't have any famous fame yet. And um, he gets a call. He answers the call and Dave Chappelle's talking. He's like, he's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, no, no. I'm hanging out with Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock and blah, 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 blah. He's like, yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, because my life is dope and I do dope shit. And he hangs up the phone. <laughs> so the guy in the other line is like, wait, wait, wait. You're, wait, wait. You're hanging out with who? Yeah. <laughs> and then he literally says, because my life is dope and I do dope shit. Clicks. And this is, he's a kid. So some of us will hang out in rooms with people and be like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm here. I don't deserve this. And Kanye's and MJ's and all the greats. I was like, you know why? Because this is my destiny. I, I'm meant to be this. And I could think of several dentists that come to the top of my head that actually feel that way. But you have to believe, and, and yeah. uh, okay, and those dentists that do actually feel that way, what's their life look like? It's dope. It's dope. Dope <laughs> shit. Dope shit. Yeah. <laughs> my life is dope and I do dope shit. That's what they do. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love this. So, so dude, so my, my buddy Randy, who I don't know if you've ever met before, he's just a really dear friend of mine. He's got a YouTube channel called Happy Together. He, he bought a boat. He gets sales around the world. And I told him about this because I call him sometimes. Like, oh, I got to call you back. I'm in the BVI. So I'm like, Randy, you got to see this quote. So I sent him the Dave Chappelle thing. So he's like a 60-year-old man. And now he answered. He's like 58. He's like, yeah, Craig, because my life is dope and I do dope shit. He hangs up on me all the time. I love it. I love it, but it's, it's important. But, to get they, but, but he believes it, right? The yeah. dentist that you know, believe it in their core. Yeah. Like, and it's yeah. not an arrogant thing. It's a confident thing. It's almost like yeah. on the call yesterday, you know, these, these guys were asking me and, you know, they said, look, are, are you worried? What's keeping you up? No, at what's night? keeping said, you up at night? Yeah. Well, I'm not, I was like, am I, you know, what's keeping me up? I'm not worried because like, I know that I, I can out hustle. I can outwork. I can, yeah. I can out strategize. I can do something if I have to do it. Right. Yeah. I, can, just, I like what you said. Pete said, like, listen, I don't, you know, it's like me and me and a guy are in the woods and there's a bear. Um, that's uh, no, the story, the story he said, yeah, he said, well, I said, look, yeah, <laughs> the story of the bear. And he said, what do you mean? And I said, well, look, I don't have, to, there's two guys walking in the woods and this is how I look at dental practices right around me two guys walking in the woods and they're both hiking and they, they hear <laughs> in the woods. And the guy said, Oh shit. And one sits down, pulls out his backpack, puts on his running shoes. And his friend looks at him and said, dude, you can't outrun a bear. He says, I don't have to outrun the bear. I just have to outrun you. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and so I said, that's, that was That's kind of the mentality that I go is like, I don't have to be God's gift, the, the, the greatest practice in the world. You know, I just have yeah. to be better than, better than most. Yeah. We're and all so, wounded, we're all wounded wildebeest now, like drinking out of the crocodile-infested waters. We just don't have to be. We just have to be less wounded than everybody else. But well, so true. but 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 I do think that it starts with uh, your your mental hygiene, and I think that now being positive, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a little bit of hate that comes from this podcast. In that, being positive is considered. Um, you know, the social justice work, 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 uh, warriors are like, how could you be positive? How could you open? Well, you know, you should be home. Like, you know, we taught, we consult with dentists in certain parts of the country. I'm like you should be home right now. You're, you're part of the problem and blah, 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 blah. And at a certain point, like, you know, life, life actually is really hard. It all ends the same way. And if you really want to take this cause to heart and, and, and mitigate all risk, you really should never drive a car again as well. And I'm not saying this isn't scary, but you've got, there's a lot of chatter to stay negative and stay small. And my advice to everyone is be smart, well, but let, don't well, contract, let's, expand. 
on that one. I, I agree. And it's and it, as hard as it is, right? Like push it, you know, if you're scared, feel the pain, feel the scared and do it anyway, kind of thing. Right. And that, to the guy's question yesterday, but, what keeps you up at night? It's almost disrespectful. You like probably thought about like, what do I have to tell him? Actually, nothing keeps me up at night, but should I really tell him that? Like, cause you know, I don't want him to seem like, um, you know, and listen, Pete and I are challenged, we're challenged and we're scared and there's all the normal emotions, but you have to fear that courage needs fear. I've had like, plenty of nights of staying up at night of shit that bothers me, Greg. I might, yeah. That, right. I've had enough, I've had enough repetitions of stuff that like when in, even in my darkest hour right now, I look back, I'm like, whoa, those were beautiful blessings. Right? Those darkest things that kept me up at night and that kept me in weird places of doing weird, you know? And so that's what doesn't keep me up because I pray about the stuff I can't control and work on the shit I can control period. Right. I sleep well, but I have also one thing if we're talking about the last dance, all right, I have this new thing and it's a Gary V thing and it's a big, t- you haven't seen it cause it's in my work office and it's, it's, it's an Emily put uh, acrylic all over it. It's a, it's a canvas and it just has a big picture of a ticket and it says one life. Right. Right. And it reminds you that like, we get one ticket. Like what's your last dance look like? What's your story? What's your ESPN? What does the highlight reel look like? Cause you're the author of that narrative, right? You don't get it. Don't be 80 and regret what you didn't do. And then only have the, and then only realize that you don't have the time to fix it. And that's the thing that keeps me up at night is really literally knowing I have resentment in my life or, or regret in my life of not doing something or, or accomplishing something or whatever it is. And then not having the time to fix it. That's what keeps me up at night. Yeah. And I think there's been studies that show uh, across elderly, you know, people that are post-retirement, you know, there's been lots of psychological studies. What's the one thing you regret? Oh, the book. You... The, the, you ever read that book, the, the regret of the dying? No, but I'm sure, I'm sure I'm pointing the statistics. People always say they played it too safe. Always played it too safe. hundred percent. Right? You just nailed it. That was one and not spending and, and working too much was another kind of thing, but that's a and great that's, book. And by the way, uh, do, do me a favor, text that to me. I'd love to check it out. It's, uh, it's called, um, I don't know that I have any neck. I'm sure there's people listening, like screaming at us, like it's called this. Um, but um, I think it's important that, you know, we, we, cause it's easy to, you know, I'm doing, you know, the kids are not spending enough time or working too much. It's, it's called so the top easy. five regrets of the dying. Top five regrets of the dying. Right. And, and it's a quick, uh, it's a pretty quick read. It's easy to tell yourself you're working hard for the family. Like you ever, you ever had your kids say, daddy, do you have to go to work today? And you're like, all yeah. the time. Like, oh, are you working? Well, why, why are you doing that? Well, well, I'm doing it for you. Well, no, I don't really care. What, what, what's it for? Well, for money. Well, don't you like your stuff? No, I really want you. So it's just, it's an interesting, um, it's an right, interesting here's one. Thing. I'm looking at one of the highlights from it. Since I wish it says, I wish I had had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me was yeah. one, right? I wish I, had I wish I hadn't so worked so hard. I wish I had let myself be happier. I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. Like, you know, I and wish so, I had like, stayed in touch with all, my friends. These are all things that are in your, yeah. in your last here's dance. The, like literally but the, written by people. Like, here's what the fuck to do. And we're like, nah, I'm good. I'll just, yeah. I'll just work. I'll just, I'll open up seven more practices. And yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I wish I had let myself be happier. You know, my wife is great. I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. And my wife is so good about that, like making sure I reach out to people. Like before we started this podcast, I'm like, Pete, let's make a plan. I want to go, go to the lake house. And um, mm-hmm. I have no problem, um, especially if my friends like Pete have really Inviting cool yourself? things. Yeah, yeah, especially if they have cool <laughs> things. 
Yeah. Well, Probably there's a friend listening to this right now, like, dude, just because I work at Best Buy, you haven't called me in like six months. <laughs> no, but my buddy P, you know, he's a new friend. I've only had him for five years, but he's got a house in the lake with <laughs> jet skis. <laughs> but no, it's true. Express your feelings. Don't work so hard and have the courage to live a life true to yourself, not the one that people expect so good and even if you're not a basketball fan why i'm not all the way through that documentary watch that thing because i think there's lessons and then maybe maybe put it in the context of what listening to this podcast and like put it you know be entertained by the espn story but also sit there and say what does my last dance look like because it's not over yet it's not over for any of us but it could be it could be tomorrow meaning right you hear what i'm saying like you're not guaranteed tomorrow i could die tomorrow we all could. And I think that's, I think that's what this, I think Craig, honestly, not to bring up one more pandemic thing, but, but it, it really did make a lot of us question our mortality. Yeah. Right? Did you hear what Dave Portnoy said from Barstool Sports? He was no, so but I think good. he's hilarious. I he's think he's fucking is great. He's hilarious. like, you know, Fauci's a really nice guy. You know, it looks like he could be a, like the grandfather and, you know, full house or whatever. You know, I really like him. You know, he told me to like flatten the curve. You know, we flatten the curve. We stayed home. And now he just shows up, like stay inside till the secure. He's like, I've worked for 20 years for Barstool Sports. Like, I think I would rather die of COVID than have my business die. Totally. Like, let me do what I'm supposed to do. Like, you know, it's interesting. But, um, I would love to I would love to have him on the podcast. Honestly. I don't you know, know how funny. that would be Barstool fun. Sports reached out to me. I didn't know who the hell they were. Like, this was to get in touch with Giancarlo Stanton. They emailed me. I didn't what? even know who they were. I swear I could search it in my inbox because they wanted oh to talk God. about the, the charity that I do. All right. If anyone's got a connection to, to, to uh, the prez, the prez, yeah. The prez, yeah. Barstool prez. Craig, that was fun. I enjoyed that. Yeah. You didn't get too woo-woo. I'm proud of you. You stayed pretty <laughs> tactical. Um, right? we st- <laughs> I don't know about that, man. <laughs> but as long as listen, if there's someone listening to this, just recognize that there's a lot of, there's a tide a complete tide is moving very fast, a current of negativity, and you just need to stand against it. And when you stand against something that's moving fast, you create turbulence. Or just get but out of that stream. Get out of the stream or trudge forward, but don't be part of that dialogue. Create a vision that you can that you can rally your team around and don't be apologetic for it. You can very Michael Jordan could have easily said, Hey, if you don't want to win, no problem. Get off this team, go to the other team. But if you want to win, we're here to win. So um, don't be apologetic for your leadership style. Uh, That's, that. that is great advice as an ending. Really do believe. All right, buddy. Another, nice another one you. in the books. In the books. Oh, one, one quick shout out to Pete. I really want to give a shout out to these guys from Bellis. Um, the free app. You know, they, they make the oh, facial yeah, scanner. I'm proud of these guys. Great. I don't know who they are. Do you know who they are, Bellis? I mean, I know there's a, they make an app. And, right. And I don't know anything it. about it, but like, so Bellas 3D doc, um, app. I'm not, well, yeah, they, app. they really helped provide value in dentistry for people to scan and free. And yeah, so kudos to companies like that yeah. who lean into the space. Don't ask for any, they could have monetized that very, yeah, this cost easy. me 99 cents. No, I'm saying they could yeah. have monetized the I facial know. scans and all that shit, but they didn't. And they opted I to know. help. And like, what a that's a bunch awesome. of rock stars, rock stars. So, so I'm using it. I'm using it right now. You know, I put it over my level three right? mask. Oh, it's awesome, man. I, I got two different versions no, of Cur- it. Uh, Dr. Curry was doing them like right out the get. I couldn't believe that this was like a service provided from your iPhone, which was just, just awesome. Yeah. That's super- when, that's when you look at humanity and you're like, yes, yes we, we are going to be okay. We are going to be okay. Right. 
Everything's yeah, so little just- little hacks like that. It's, I'm psyched to see that. No money um, or, you know, whatever. Name, name, like your phone premium. is able to scan your face. I know. Isn't it badass? For free and export that XTL to be printed for 99 cents. And like, by the way, now the I shit can- that wasn't possible. Right, right. Years and ago. Now, now I don't need to wear a, a Canon 95 or there's research that points, you know, you can do your own research on it, but there's studies in the Bell site that show this stuff. So it's just really cool. I love to see things functioning and working like that. That's yeah, it is I, I so agree. Good job, Bellas. Honestly, I don't they're probably not listening, but it yeah. makes me feel good to say that. Um yeah, um, kudos to them. What else are you what else what else what else has been uh impressing me is you know, obviously right now, um I'm just kind of top of mind because I just got out, you know, just got got recent communication, but you know, I can't control uh, a lot of the revenue coming into the practice, obviously. Mm-hmm. I'd love to tell you that um, it's 120% of production, like some dentists are saying, kudos <laughs> to them. It's just not. And part of it's kind of self-inflicted because we staggered the teams. But, um, you know, it is good to see that, um, like, my cre- the credit card fees that I'm experiencing with NCC, I know I... Uh, oh, dude, I have a story with that. Tell yeah, me. No, we'll go. We'll keep going. But well, I no, I'm just saying, that. like... You know, I'm just loving the fact that I'm, I've got like a thousand dollars of savings a month, which is crazy. I talked to some people that have done such a great job of negotiating their own credit card fees, and they're like, yeah, they couldn't save me any money. I'm like, dude, that is awesome. Yeah, but that, for guys yeah. like me, holy smokes, I've saved. I got the check, the look back check. What's that? Remember that they when they were looking at my stuff, they said, yeah, we're gonna look back three months and get you. So I just got a check for twenty seven hundred dollars from like three once they kind of jumped in so not only am i getting the savings going forward but they did a look back with the processor and the processor paid the check of like that's awesome dollars yeah kudos to them so and we have something set up for that greg it's just and i put it on the bumper of the podcast because i do think it's a value because you and i were getting just penalized well, by people crushed, so we set up a landing page crushed. go to bulletproofdiscounts.com and, and we can connect it's an easy thing to connect with um um patrick, patrick. yeah and uh from mcc and he's good and so he's helping us out we want to extend the listenership and if you're you know if you think you're having you're getting a really good deal <laughs> well, just, just check, check. Just, just check just check just check just because we thought the same thing and we weren't but you're right there are a lot of people who like for instance like dwight you know Dwight yeah, looked dwight's at it like, like, yeah dwight's like he, dwight's like they can save me like 40 dollars. i'm like yeah and that's no, great but, but like but it. but isn't that like a badge you can put on like okay great i'm awesome in this department yeah. Right. So Dwight could save $440 a month. I was saving 2300 a month. I'm like, That's yeah, insane. you don't want to win that one. Right. Do and me that would equal 25,000 or you know, $10,000 in dentistry that you would have, you know, like that your practice would have had to do to, in order to get a net net profit. Anyway, we've hit that. We've hit that one before. Um, yeah. Buddy, it's awesome. I'm, I'm fired up. I have to say in full disclosure that, that, through the past couple of months, I haven't been fired up to do podcasts because I was, we were tackling other things and I just didn't feel like in my energy felt off. I felt again, scarce and, and reactive and this feels good. And I'm hoping that this is that we are encouraging others to kind of go boldly even, you know, because what, op- what options do you have? And it just feels good to be connecting with you again and talking about real shit and talking about last dance and the next episode though, I want to do if, if, so this, I feel like this was a Craig episode, right? Touchy feely, visionary, blah, blah, blah. I want to get into the five um, steps, how to make your PNL um, trim no. easy. No, but I do. <laughs> the 17 light items that every PNL must have. <laughs> the 192 steps to efficient marketing, right? The, um, exactly. <laughs> the 46 step, the 46 step protocol right, to the perfect so hygiene I, appointment. <laughs> <laughs> the robotic dance. Um, okay, go ahead. Let me hear it. Is I want to do, and this has helped me, and I did this exercise 
uh, when I was in kind of in break, if you will, was a SWOT analysis. And if you don't know what a SWOT analysis, it stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. I actually went through this and I do this every year, but I wanted to do it again because I was feeling insecure. And it was nice to identify the strengths of the practice, the weaknesses of the practices, external and internal opportunities that I saw in this time period and threats. So I think it's a nice exercise to do post COVID because I think there's a lot more O and T possibly. I think there's a lot of everything and I think it's nice to unpack. So I want to kind of unpack how to do or how I did it on the next podcast. And then I actually, I'm having a, a, a sheet done that I think is, you know how we give away all the sheets at uh, the summit for like yeah, all of our, handbook, yeah. our, in our, in our field manual. And it's all these cool, like that's honestly uh, not to, not to pat ourselves on the back, but that field manual is like priceless, yeah, yeah. but I want to give out, uh, I want to create like kind of a, like a bulletproof SWAT like spreadsheet where people can kind of print it out and like they can kind of go through it with us or go through the podcast um, with us. So that's what I want to do. Oh, uh, so like a podcast where you're actually talking about like how to go through it. Yeah. Yeah. Like or or go through it and fill it out or just listen to it and then, and then download the thing and go through it, with, you know, but I want to have a template for our peeps. Right. Yeah. Created. And I think Kim's already done that. Uh, I think we've already had it created with uh, design pickle. Cool. But I want to, um, cause I kind of wrote it out, Craig, like I did some of those field manual stuff. And so I think it's ready. So let's do that next podcast. If that's okay. 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 Great, let's do it. I feel like these are very, that's, this is a very conversational podcast, by the way. Like, okay. It's always <laughs> that way. It's just you and me. Who else are we going to talk to? I wonder what uh, T-Bone would say about this. No, uh, I can, you, you know, come it's on. Funny. It's funny. All right, brother. Yeah, over and out. This was a great one. All right. Okay, guys. Talk to you soon. Peace.